Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Two Guys Drinking Whiskey podcast. My name is Neil. And I am Jenna. And we are a guy and his girl drinking whiskey. Yes, we are. It is Friday happy hour, and we would like to welcome you to our little quarantine special where we make cocktails at home, and then you guys can make them too, because they're not too hard to make, and today we have a really good one. What do we got today, Jenna? Today we are doing the Seelbach, and the Seelbach is named after the Seelbach Hilton Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm, Okay. We've never made this one before. This is a new one. We are looking at something we could do with what we had at home, because we're doing the quarantine thing, and... Obviously, that's why Christopher isn't here, because he is across the way doing quarantine at his house as well. So, you get me to just want to throw that in there. Okay, proceed with the Seelbach. So, the Seelbach has a little bit of a history. It goes back to 1995. Way back to 1995. Whoa. Whoa. You know how old it was in 1995? Tell me. I was older than you. You were. You were 15. I was, yeah. And I was 11. You were 11. You were 11 it. 11 it. Okay, so 1995, there's a man by the name of Adam Seeger. He maybe was a manager of this hotel, the Seelbach Hotel. He may have been a bartender, but he supposedly found... He worked there. He worked there. Okay. And he he told the story that he had found a recipe circa the pre-prohibition era for... For this cocktail. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. So this hotel has been there for like 100 years then, basically. Yeah. Okay. And then he started working there in in 95 or was working there in 95, right? Exactly. Okay. I tell you what, I'm going to start making the drink and I'll let you give a little history on it. Does that sound good? That sounds great, Neil. That way I can do something while you're talking. All right. Last time Jenna made the cocktail, well, I told her how to make it. She did an excellent job. So this time... We're going to see if we can keep that teamwork going, and I'm going to make the cocktail. Go ahead and uh, just kind of tell me how to do it while you're telling the history. So where do we start? We are going to start with what they recommend is all ingredients be cold before you introduce them to the glass. The ingredients that we're going to be using include a bourbon, Cointreau, Peychaud's bitters, Agnostura bitters, and champagne. We have it all. We do have it all. We have it all. That's why this drink was nice and easy for us to make. We got a bottle of Corbel Champagne from our good friends Barb and Richard. They gave it to us as a housewarming party gift. Thanks we've been for holding that, on to it, though. Well, that's a genuine opportunity to crack it open. I mean, why not wait till after we've been living here for a while to open our housewarming gift? <laughs> and we also have a bottle of pure Kentucky and why, bourbon. Why, why the Kentucky bourbon? Well, a couple good reasons. I've had this bottle sitting around for a little while. It's pretty good. It's a straight Kentucky bourbon, and this cocktail is originated in Kentucky, Louisville to be exact. And Pure Kentucky is made at the Willet Distillery, which is, uh, I don't think it's actually in Louisville. I think it's in Bardstown. But still, it's a really good bourbon, and the bottle's getting down there, so I figured maybe we'd kill it today making this drink. Kill it? Okay, so there's half a bottle left, but, you know, <laughs> let's, just, let's just use it. I still have to work tomorrow, Neil. Yeah, from home. I still have to work tomorrow, Neil. You don't even have to get dressed. You're not even dressed right now. Well, shh. Stop. Sorry. We're not naked doing this show, I promise. And I also don't work naked. I get dressed up just Got like it. I'm going to work. Okay, so <laughs> how do I make this drink? How do you make the drink? So we're going to start with one ounce of bourbon. 
One ounce of bourbon. So one ounce of the year Kentucky, pure Kentucky. We talked about the story where this Adam Seeger found this recipe that was supposedly from the 1918s. Later on, Adam came to the forefront and admitted that the story was fabricated. What? What he really wanted was a drink kind of drawing inspiration from his trip to Spain. So why did he make up the story? Because he wanted it to be cool. Because he was working there and he wanted to show off a drink that was kind of reminiscent of early pre-prohibition era. Because back in 95, that's when all the cool hip drinks started coming out that were old school drinks, right? Right. And he wanted to be... A member of the squad. The whiskey squad? The whiskey squad, yes. So uh, going back to it, he wanted to draw inspiration from from his trip to Spain. Okay. Um, and from there, it was cocktails made with cava and Spanish brandy. Okay. So that's kind of where we're going with these ingredients tonight. Okay. So we got the Kentucky, pure Kentucky bourbon in the mixing glass. What else do we need? What else do we use? Now we're going to add in a half ounce of Cointreau. Half ounce of Cointreau added. And if you don't have Cointreau at home, you can use triple sec for this. I'm sure that's going to be just as good. Cointreau is just a really expensive and it does taste better than like a cheaper triple sec. But triple sec will work. I do recommend using a bourbon whiskey for this too. What's next? What's next is four dashes of Peychaud bitters. Four dashes Peychaud's bitters. One, two, three, four. Then four dashes of the Agnostura bitters. Four dashes of Agnostura bitters. That's, if it sounds like that's a lot of bitters for this drink, it's because it is. This is supposed to be a bitter drink. And we're going to stir it up and find out, which I can stir it now, right? You can stir it, yes. Okay. Let's let's see you stir it. Like, I like to see you stir. I like to watch Christopher shake it, and Jenna likes to watch me stir it. We're going to stir all these ingredients up really good. Make sure it's nice and cold. You can tell it's cold enough when you start getting condensation on the outside of your glass, mixing glass or your even your stainless steel shaker, whatever you're using. When it's cold enough, about 40 to 50 stirs is kind of the sweet spot. 40 so. to 50 stirs. Yeah, 40 to 50 stirs. You want to shake it up a lot. Use a good a good big ice cube, a good dense ice cube, so it doesn't dilute your drink too much. Okay. And we are using a couple of a couple of coupe glasses. We don't have champagne flutes. I think traditionally this is served in a champagne flute because it is a champagne drink. So we got the coupe glasses here. They're they're not gonna hold quite as much fluid, and that's okay. Because this is generally a smaller drink. And we chilled those glasses. I just emptied out the ice water that was in them. And I'm going to pour this in right now, right? Right. So pour it it into the glasses, Neil. Okay. After you get that into the glasses, you're going to top it off with champagne. Top it off with champagne. And this is that champagne, like you said, that we got from Barb and Richard when we moved into our new house. Thanks, Barb and Richard, if you're listening. After you add in that champagne, we're going to add a twist of an orange peel. You can also use lemon. Yep, we got an orange here, and we looked at a couple different options for the recipe. Some said orange, some said lemon. If you like orange, use orange. If you're more fond of the lemon... Use a lemon. So you're going to twist that out, get some of those oils 
Oh, yeah. Rub it around the rim. Yep. Nice rim job. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And as far as the champagne, I just top the glass off with champagne. It's Depending on the size of your glass and how strong you like your drink is going to depend on what champagne you put in it. But About four or five ounces? This glass probably has about three ounces of champagne, but yeah, three to five ounces, whatever, whatever floats your drink. Quite the concoction you got there, Neil. Yeah, there it is. We made we made the drink. Now we're going to taste the drink. Cheers, Jenna. Cheers, Neil. Whoa. Whoa. Hmm. It's quite bitter. It's a little dark. A little dark, a little bitter, a little bubbly. It, it's all three of those things. The bitter the bitter is really standing out. There's a lot of bitters in this drink, so I can see that. It's um, It's good, though. I like it. It's not as sweet as you would normally think, so if you're not into a sweet drink... This might be up your alley. You want something that bitter kind of hits those 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 drier bitter notes. This is a good drink for you. I'm gonna have another sip. And I think it would be better with a sweeter sparkling wine. I Say think, maybe like a um, riscato, something like that. I think you're right, like a prosecco or something. Just like a sweet, a sweeter sparkling wine. Not so much a brute champagne like we have because it's already well. The brute's not very sweet, and the bitters takes a lot of that sweetness out. There, we do have the Cointreau in there, and that doesn't add a whole lot of sweetness because it is kind of blended well with everything else. But I think overall, it's a pretty well balanced drink. It just doesn't have the sweetness there that I think we you were expecting. Yeah, you kind of you kind of instantly think it's going to be a sweet drink when you try a cocktail, and this isn't that. So it's actually a nice little surprise. Like, oh. It's not too bad. Definitely gets a lot easier to drink as you as you keep going. I'm three sips in, and I am not complaining. If you want to make this drink at home, super easy to make. Pa- super easy. Yeah. And if you don't have Page Hods and Agnostera Bitters in your home bar by now, those are the you two. You should probably get them. Those are the two you should have for sure, because any cocktail you want to make, it's going to ask for one of those two, if not both. This kind of reminds me of a Manhattan. I mean, it's kind of got that that hit to it. It's, it's a smaller, strong, straight-up drink. So, I was going to add in, too, if you don't have an in-home bartender, you should get one of those as well. I have a great one here. <clears throat> You're not so bad yourself, girl. Ooh. Yeah. And if you ever get out of this COVID-19 quarantine and you go to a bar, you can ask for... Let's be honest. Do seal- you think they'll know how to make it? A seal back. Maybe not the local pub... Not the the Analaska American Legion. Probably not. But if you tell them how to make it, they might. But if you go to a nicer place, like the Seelbach Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky. 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 (laughs) Man, this drink is pretty good. (laughs) If you go there, they'll make you one. And I'm sure it'll be amazing. Otherwise, make it yourself. Um, We want to thank you guys for listening today. Thank you. Make sure you tune in on Tuesdays for our full feature episodes where we, we try bottles rare stuff we find easy easily attainable stuff we give our reviews and we kind of have more of a longer banter session but for this one jenna was here to help me out so thanks again for that you're welcome and go on instagram two guys drink a whiskey podcast go on facebook two guys drink a whiskey podcast go on to itunes give us a five star and if you really like what you hear tell a friend about it and bring them with again i'm neil and i'm jenna And have a great weekend and happy Easter to you as well. Happy Easter. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.